Hello and welcome to Charity Chat. I'm your host, Samuel Davies. This episode is the second of our series on Gaming for Good. We speak to Lucy Squance about Alzheimer's Research UK, their multi-award winning Sea Hero Quest game and how this has helped their cause. Uh, We spoke about how Alzheimer's Research UK are reaching out to gamers with a connection to the cause and why this is vitally important. We also talk about the potential for fundraising, examples of charities making it work for them on different levels. Uh, So without further ado and without any further preamble, here is Lucy Squant speaking to me about gaming for good. So I'm here with Lucy Squance, uh, Director of Support-Led Fundraising at Alzheimer's Research UK. Hello Lucy, tell us, who are you and what is it you do for Alzheimer's Research UK? Is this my Silla Black moment? It is. Um, okay, it is, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I am Director of Supporter-Led Fundraising and uh, that's, I'd say, field-based people fundraising. So sure. whether it's a sporting event, community, regional corporate, um, grassroots, fundraising. And so. so you work for Alzheimer's Research UK now with years of experience in fundraising. But, so what is it Alzheimer's Research UK does for those that don't know? So we're the UK's leading dementia research charity and we have a huge and important mission which is a life-changing treatment to slow or stop dementia. Right. Um, and the reason dementia is one of the world's greatest health challenges there are 50 million people across the world facing this devastating condition and right now there are no survivors Mm. and that is just not okay but we know with the right um, people around by our side um, the commitment to the best and most groundbreaking research and technologies that we have the power to change that and we will change that and so as part of that strategy is is your is there a kind of impetus for you to get the word out about Alzheimer's research to as big an audience as possible? Because from the sounds of it, a huge proportion of people are suffering now and will suffer in the future with Alzheimer's. Yeah, ab- absolutely. We have to change the narrative. It is not an inevitable part of ageing. People seem to think that it's okay. You're just, you know, it's ne- you're getting older. Mm. It's not okay. People have to learn that it's a disease and that it's a, such a cruel disease and it can go on for decades mm. and not only for that person but the family that are caring for them they they slowly lose the person that they love mm. so we yeah we have to change that and we're sat as a, we've done a few interviews here actually in Russell Square Park a nice cafe and we're talking today about Gaming for Good, is that how we yeah. quantify it? And uh, we've already, um, a little while ago, episode 63, our listeners will know that well, we, we talked to Natasha Stone, who works for Just Giving, and we talked about their platform for Gaming for Good. And in this episode, it's more kind of talking about from your perspective, because you've, uh, you've worked in Gaming for Good from the charity side of it. So I suppose my first question for you, Lucy, is, is what's your impression of Gaming for Good? What is it? How is it helping your charity? How can it help others? I think firstly, it's the opportunity. The spectator gaming market has been really quick to make an impact on live streaming space with you know, over a third of people having watched a live gaming stream in the past month. 
and over a quarter having watched e-tournaments. It's huge. You can't get away from it. You go, I go home and my kids are on Fortnite or it's, it's everywhere. It is a phenomenon really and it would be very naive of us in the sector to not un be aware of what's going on, to watch the trends and watch this opportunity. Has it changed your perception on a personal level with your, game, with your kids playing games and things? Is that have you looked at it in a different way since uh, since being involved in this? Not really. I still restrict their gaming time. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. I mean, I it's very different to the world um, where I grew up because I actually started my career in the gaming industry, working for a company called um, Global Software Publishing at the time. Yeah. Um, and games then were on CD-ROM and sold in the like of Woolworths and Game. And Woolworths as a blast from the past. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you would buy a box with instructions and your game and put your CD-ROM in. Yeah. And so I was exposed to that world at quite an early age in a sort of commercial corporate way. Um, so it's very interesting to see now the influencer world and the streaming and the viewing. Sure. How obsessed people are with viewing. It's not just about gameplay. Actually, yeah. it's the excitement of just watching. Mm. Do you have any idea of why that is? I think it's how people actually communicate now. It's how relationships are built. It's right. how tribes are formed. Yeah. Um, I just can give an example of one of our DIY fundraisers, a guy called Adrian. He actually um, used his gaming and his um, gaming community to help him through his um, grief and his situation with his grandmother who died of dementia sure. because he talked about it he could talk about it openly and then you get a response from the community saying oh yeah I've, I've experienced it in this way or this is this is how I dealt with it so actually people seem to be reaching out in this way and I think that's where charities are smart and using use it in an authentic way to connect people with the causes through gameplay Actually, I think a good example would be the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, oh, yeah. where they teamed up with the game Overwatch to launch their special charity, Pink Mercy Skin. Right. So the skins are the accessories, and um, it's how you personalise your game character. Okay. Kids love it. My kids want some sort of vouchers, you know, so they can personalise their gameplay. And this skin was sold online. All the proceeds went to BCRF. Um, Players could also purchase a range of limited edition goods, and it raised 12.7 million. So there's huge money to be made, but it's not just about the money. This is about a new way to communicate and connect with your community, with your um, with your audience, because it's raising you know it's raising awareness, it's raising profile, it's brand, it's fundraising. It's actually a fundraiser's dream, if you think about it. It's reaching a mass audience. It's not just that individual DIY person, or it's it's so much more than that. And is it? Do you think that there's? Um, I don't know if you're willing to comment on this, but do you think that there's a uh, kind of a need for charities to increasingly get into this space because there's so much activity going on here that for charities not to be involved um, would be somewhat missing out, I suppose, at the very least, right, of kind of this opportunity? I personally think so, but equally I think it can feel a bit of a minefield because actually what are we talking about here? Are we talking about streaming? Are we talking about ways to donate? What platforms? Um, there's, there's different ways to cut it and look at it, and I think with any... Um, charity or any fundraising products or any business, you've got to understand the 
market, you've got to understand the audience, you've got to understand what people want and the why, why are they game playing, what do they want, how can you enrich that gameplay, um, that, the value as a value exchange, what are they going to get from it? How did Alzheimer's Research UK get involved in gaming? Was that, is that something you can talk about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the really great thing about Alzheimer's Research UK is that we introduce products, content and opportunities for consumers that ultimately buck the trend of what you'd expect for other um, dementia charities to deliver. We've been really fortunate enough to work with Google to develop their VR experience for dementia. Um, for dementia. And it's called a walkthrough dementia, where you use the VR goggles. Um, we've presented about this project in the UK and around the world, and we're one of the first brands to use VR to communicate in this way. And it's really, when people put the goggles on, it just opens their eyes. It's that aha moment. They're like, so that's what it really feels like. It's not just, oh, I forgot my keys, or that's what it feels like to truly have dementia, to experience what that person, what that family is going through. Right. So that connection is huge. Um, we are big gaming fans, so we co-created co the multi-award winning Sea Hero Quest with our partners Deutsche Telekom and game designers Glitchers. Um, this is a science uh, citizen game which collects data about how people navigate to inform future diagnostics for Alzheimer's. So the game has been played now by almost 4 million people, making it the largest dementia research study in history. It's awesome. It was a beautiful, and it is a beautiful, beautiful game. My kids actually, when they watched the opening Scene, thought it was a new Disney movie because it was done so beautifully, so engaging, and the game is fun, and you're navigating on this boat, and you're trying to shoot these sea um, sea monsters that pop up. Um, yeah, it's just done really, really well. But actually, to get the influencers involved as well, and that's where you see next level in terms of, of money and engagement and reach when you have those influencers working side by side with you or gaming developers. And, and how do you go about getting them on board? So we're currently speaking to a number of different um, gaming influencers but again I come back to this connection and authenticity yeah. they have to have a connection with the, with the cause like any great ambassador sure. they are passionate about your cause because they've, they've got their own experience yeah. they want to do something they want to give back so you can't just have some influencer that's got this huge reach but knows nothing about what you're doing because right. people see through it. They yeah. see it as just fake. Yeah. And if you think the, that millennial, Gen X, um, they, they, they know, they see it. So yeah, we're reaching out with people that do have a dementia experience. They are gamers, they have a large following and they're getting involved in our campaigns and they're, we're just talking to them how they can support our work. And that has to be right for them because there might be a particular um, game or stream or way that they connect with their audience. So it has to be has to be done the right way. What about press and media? Did, did kind of being involved in gaming for good has that helped raise the profile of Alzheimer's? Do you think? Yeah, I think so because it's it's about brand. It's about reach. We can reach huge communities to reach four million people. Um, so Tim Parry, our director of comms and brand, it was his sort of brainchild, he's been working on it. And I think at the time, 
even he didn't realise how successful it would be. And it was wonderful being at the IOF this year, hearing other charities talk about it and actually seeing it a lot in the press now because it was 2016 when it was launched. But obviously the following and the figures have now come out. But that's great. But actually, it's looking at how we can monetize that because it is a science citizenship game. It's about our research. But what else can we do to monetize gameplay? And we're not there yet. We're, there's a lot of questions that we're asking. We need to understand the game in the streaming world better. Um, we need to explore ways to donate, to fundraise. We need to understand the platforms and technology. We need to build connections in the gaming world. And that's with the developers, the influencers, the trade, um, the people that are doing it already. Um, it's funny because people say to me, well, why, why would people get, why do they do it? And I'm like, because they enjoy it. Why do people run marathons or bake cakes? It's what they do. You know, it's not technically difficult. This is what they do. So all we need to do is build the platform and the resources and the content around these people to make it possible for them to fundraise in the ways they want to fundraise. We need to look at what is AOUK's place, what is the offering in this area. And there are some really great examples of what other charities you know, are doing. Is it that you, so the, the, the uh, game we were talking about, the, that was a kind of a research um, based game yeah. to try and understand more around Alzheimer's and people's perspectives on Alzheimer's and, and their, uh, their stories? So is that right? No, no, so it's about how people navigate. Oh, so I it's see. your navigational okay. skills. You're, you're in a boat and you're navigating and you have to go back over different routes and get to remember that route. So it's feeding that back to our research as depending on age and gender, how do people respond? How are they navigating? So it's showing um, triggers within the brain. Right, okay. We know that there are a lot of people listening who are from small to medium-sized charities or very tiny charities. And, uh, and I suppose one of the things I was going to ask was, um, around yeah maybe we'll talk first about the uh, what other examples of charities using gaming for good do you know about that, that are working well well i firstly i'd start by saying is is small charities you don't necessarily need to build some big event or gaming marathon actually people will be doing this already and with the likes of just good uh, just giving gaming yeah. for good the platform is there the tools are there for them to be able to link their Twitch stream to their giving page, which is great. It doesn't cost anything. It's just pointing fundraisers to those resources. As, as I said, as you would with somebody that's doing a cake bake or doing something within their work, that costs nothing. It's just about the stewardship of those people. The important thing with these people is they're online. They're on social media. It's actually to, if you know who they are, help them with their content or share their story or give them a plug yeah. all through your organic channels again you don't need to spend money on it just push through your Facebook or your um, Insta you know your Twitter whatever social channels that you have as a charity just you know push those stories encourage encourage the gameplay I think for me there's some really great examples and my most favorite well there's a few so I really love um, special effects and Game Blast. 
I think they're, they're totally renowned for being one of the biggest charity players in gaming for good space. Their flagship game in Marathon, Game Blast, raised 102k in 2017 and they've doubled this last year in 2018 to 225k. And that is, again, a DIY initiative where individuals organise their own gaming marathon or gaming event on a set weekend. And I like that because they're pinpointing people to a date. Otherwise, yeah. you go, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, Just all activating the community all at the same time. Absolutely. Mercy and the, um, their, the where they teamed up with the game developers. So that's a different angle. Going to the game developers, and again, it, it has to be authentic. Um, and having the character who heals and people um, buy into that, and the accessories and all the stuff around it. Um, Warchild, I think they do something really different to special effects and. They utilise their connections and ask developers to create um, games and in-game purchases with profits going toward Warchild. Their mission is to raise awareness of the real impact, what the real impact of war has on children. Yeah. So in the game, they lay down their weapons and they show their support for global peace. It is so powerful and so beautifully done. It's just a wonderful communication tool. So it's, it's really interesting seeing how different charities have cut it. Um, Macmillan have their Game Heroes annual event, um, a 24-hour gaming marathon similar to Special Effect, but you can take part any time. So you can go to their website, take part. Uh, I know they raised 226k in 2017. I, I'm not sure about 2018, but I've looked at the current total and they're 135,000 in 2019. So it's just you're pointing people to a page saying if you like this this is what you do yeah. brilliant do it for us that's it that simple the community is out there from the sounds of it and it's just charities talking to them has it have, have you started fundraising for gaming for good only through diy fundraisers so okay. very basic level and that's what um, I reiterate when I speak to people about this, we are learning and investigating, we're pulling project group together across the charity, we don't have all the answers yet, we're having a lot of conversations sure. and a lot of insight, a lot of understanding what's happening in the corporate world, what's happening in this space. We um, sign up with a company called Trend Hunter, so uh, we get trend reports for listeners that don't know who Trend Hunter, who, who they are. They crowdsource insight from 150 million people and AI globally and pull all that together. So it's a great resource to go and have a look at, at trends and what's happening in this space. I don't, I don't believe you can just dive in or say, oh, that, they've done it, so we'll just do this. Sure. You've got to really understand your audience and the technology and the different types of ways you can fundraise and engage and communicate and learn and gain knowledge from this um, audience. And on a fundraising level, I suppose it's like anything, isn't it? You know, some charities are going to um, raise lots of money from doing challenge events. Other charities are going to do it through trusts or direct marketing. Every charity seems to be a little bit different. Their audience seems to be a little bit different. And uh, I suppose it's the same with gaming for good. You know, the, some charities might take, take to it like a duck to water and others might, n might not even see huge... Um, response from it initially but there is certainly uh, it seems to be from what Natasha said from what you've said um, a growing um, area yeah. for uh, for engaging people 
and, and talking to people about your cause, all these examples you've used, and, think, and fundraising. I think the Pink Mercy is a great example with 12.7 million raised in two weeks. And also the um, Yorkcast Jingle Jam. So that runs every December. In 2018, the Jingle Jam raised $3.3 million. Um, this, is, this money is raised through uh, game bundles, which people can purchase. 100% sure. of the proceeds go to chari the charity of their choice. However, there are approximately eight charities who are pre-selected, um, meaning donations mainly go to those causes, but you can choose any. Last year, there were over 88,000 individual donations <coughs> split primarily between the eight course, um, causes, which I know um, I think CO UK benefited from, Save the Children, Special Effect. So some of the key charities, because they're having conversations, they're looking at this as a wide opportunity. It's not just DIY, it's not just in-game purchases, it's not just um, doing esports or gaming. They're, they're looking at the whole spectrum of opportunity mm. and there is big money to be made with the right and authentic opportunity Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I think going back to what we said before small charities can make a play in this space mm. and there are these these platforms Justkin is one of them it. where they can yeah. they can get involved yep absolutely yeah. We're giving it right, we're giving it tight, we're giving it fresh and clear, so find your energy and let it flow up to the stratosphere. The vision of the future and, and gaming for the good's place in that vision. What, what, do you have any views on that? Do you have any views on what you think might happen in terms of gaming for good, how it might evolve and how charities might increasingly be involved in that, um, that space? Yeah, I think a lot of it will be mapped out by the technology and how the technology evolves. So we talked about VR but also AR, augmented reality, um, where Pokemon Go is a great example. So you're in your normal life with your um, smartphone, things will pop up and you can engage with them. Um, there's some, been some really lovely examples of that but actually I'm not, I don't know at the moment how that comes to gameplay but I think it will because yeah. I think it'll be part of our everyday lives and it's taking those everyday lives, act, life activities mm and making it easy for people to engage with charities and raise money. That, that's it. Whatever that trend may be, that's what we need to do as, as fundraisers. We need to be open-minded, innovative, and look at which way the world is moving and ensure that we're on that path. We can't always do what we've always done, sure. so the saying goes. Fantastic. Lucy Squants, thank you for contributing to Charity Chats. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. So a big thank you there to Lucy Squant for a very enjoyable interview. I really enjoyed meeting with her for an enthusiastic chat about gaming for good. Uh, we hope that Lucy will become a regular contributor to the show, so watch this space for future contributions from her. I was particularly impressed by Alzheimer's Research UK's incredible invention, the Sea Hero Quest game, uh, which has been used by 4 million users and is helping defeat Alzheimer's. Like many of you, I have my own link to this awful disease and wish Lucy and her colleagues all the very best with all that they're doing to help defeat it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a gaming for good story, please do get in touch with us by emailing info at charitychat.org.uk or visiting our website for links to our social media channels 
our website address, charitychat.org.uk. I also wanted to thank our listener, Alice, for getting in touch with us. It's great to hear you're enjoying the show so much, Alice, and thank you for rating us very highly on uh, Apple Podcasts. Hopefully you'll inspire others to do the same. Really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you, dear listener, for supporting us. Uh, By listening, you're supporting our happy group of volunteers, including myself, and we really appreciate it. So thanks very much. Please do get in touch with us if you have any ideas about future shows, guests, or have any feedback for us, good and bad, we can take it, I promise you. Uh, It's just left for me to thank our sponsors, Giant Squid Audio Lab, for sponsoring our podcast kit, Magda Axmit for beautiful website design. Check it out at charitychat.org.uk. RR Yard Photography for the lovely pro bono images on our website. And, of course, Forest of Fools, who've been playing throughout the show and are playing us out right now. That's it from me. Speak to you soon. Cheerio. Bye-bye.